Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Oh, it's a Friday. Oh. We're ready to rock and roll. It's feeling good. It's Valentine's Day, so it's a day of love. Not just Valentine's Day, it's flu day for our buddy Dwight Witten. So, buddy, get better. Happy flu to you and happy VD to to Tony. Happy uh, our, our show partner. Not the first time I've said that to him. Right, right. No, there's not. And uh, and have to have to. Not the first time I've had to say show partner, not partner. Right, right, right. Show partner. Nothing wrong with that. He did have the flu, so wash your hands. And if you came in contact with Dwight Witt in the last uh, 24 hours or so, get a flu test. I haven't kissed him for weeks, no, so no. I think I I'm okay. I know. He was disappointed with that, also. I know. Hey, we got a we got a good show for you. We're going to hear from Coach Mack here in a couple of minutes. Uh, big game tomorrow on the road at Clemson. Uh, so they're going to try to get back in the winning column. I think they'll do that. He seems a little, uh, in this press conference, seems a little yeah, uh, yeah. short on some of the answers till he warms up a little Remember bit. Remember we've been talking about the possibility of lineup changes, and, yes. and right out of the gate the question is asked about his defense. Coaches love it oh, sure. when reporters know more than he does. Oh, sure. So it's going to be awesome to hear that. We're going to talk to our buddy Scott Fitzgerald from across the hall. Some <clears throat> high school sports. Yes, high school sports. Yes, Wrestling and championships are going on right now in Lexington. Nick Coffey has a Valentine's conundrum. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, after Coach Mack and a few commercials, the return of Adam Lefko. Lefko on our show in 20 minutes. But first, it's Coach Mack. Chris, why did you um, go away from the zone once you got within one point the other night? Um... I don't remember. What kind of lessons can you take from a game like Wednesday? They're out on Saturday. Uh, that we have to be better. Did that come down to kind of the first war, the start of the game, or it didn't help? I mean, we obviously got off to a terrible start and uh, never really recovered. We were playing catch up the entire game. You suggested there may be after the game there may be some changes. What's your latest thinking on that? Um, the same as it was when I said that, that there would probably be some changes. You don't want to say what you're considering? No. Last time you played Clemson, you all like a pretty complete team. What was working for you that day? Um, we did a good job on Sims, who's a very challenging matchup. You know, he's a guy that is, is more of a guard that plays a center position, so it draws Malik and Steve out on the floor. He's a great passer. Uh, he's shooting at a high level from three, so it draws your center out even more. And they run some some really good actions. You know, they missed uh, several three point shots that um, I don't want to say were wide open, but uh, behind handoffs and just actions that's a, that, that you know is a little bit tricky. They shot the ball better in the last eight ten minutes of the game and, and uh, started to narrow the gap. So we have to do a better job, um, you know, with with handoffs and, and things of that nature that are sort of preempted by the five-man. Is practice any different on a day like this than it would have been earlier this week when you were 
you know, right in the winning streak? Um, no, the length is about the same. Um, I think that the uh, the intensity is is usually really high in all of our practices. Uh, I, I'm sure that the urgency, hopefully, our players feel and our coaching staff feels is uh, maybe a little different. But um, you know, we we practice to win and we practice uh, with the mindset of competing every single day. After the Wake Forest game, you expressed a lot of concerns about the energy at the beginning of games. Obviously, it was an issue again against Georgia Tech. What can you as a coach do to affect that other than lineup changes? I think that's one. Um, you know, you could script uh, some of the things that you want to you know, run offensively. You know, I know football teams do that. Some basketball teams do it. These are going to be the first three or four plays. But uh, generally, I think the tone is set on, on by your defense. And so you can't necessarily script that because, you know, you're going against whatever the other team's running. And, um, you know, we just uh, we have to have guys on the floor that are, that are ready to go, and the defense keeps us in the game uh, or keeps us in that four-minute segment regardless of how our offense is going. And I think when you go on the road, you have to do a great job of taking care of the ball early uh, and get a shot. And uh, we haven't been great at that, and that's something that we're trying to uh, address and improve. As you practice and, and prepare, what is the message as far as showing that energy in practice or in games in order to get more Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it, Tim. I mean, I, I don't know uh, other than doing it. And like you talked about lineup changes, I mean, like, you know, believe me, we, we don't just sort of roll into the next game and, uh, you know, not having addressed it. And uh, it does have to change, that's for sure. Have you ever scripted offensively early in the game? Not that many plays. We'll, we'll script a couple. You, this, the poor shooting, do you just one of those nights or do you attribute it to other factors? Um, we, we missed a lot of open looks that our, that our teams made all year. I don't know if, if um, uh, game pressure affected it, uh, but you know, the looks that, that we generated, whether it was in transition or whether it was in the half court, uh, primarily were from guys that we wanted shooting the ball and uh, were, were open looks. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a team that usually knocks in a few more than we did. And so uh, we're going to continue to take those shots. Um, and uh, three-point shooting didn't, didn't cost us the game, though. I mean, we still had a chance to win. Um, Regardless of how abysmal we shot the ball, I don't think we'll shoot it that poorly uh, in any other game. But if we do, we have to figure out a uh, figure out a way to, to win the game uh, around that or despite that. Chris, most coaches would say they would much rather learn from a win. Are there times when you think the guys could learn more from a loss occasionally? Um, that's a funny question. <laughs> I mean, when you're a competitor, you don't want to lose. So um, I'm sure you, you, you feel it a little bit more when you lose. And so, um, you know, maybe that teaches us all. I, I don't know, but I've lost enough of my life that I know that I don't like to. <laughs> what did you see uh, out in the walk, Laura and Enoch in that game that kept them from playing at their usual level? Um, you know, Jordan just, um, he didn't play well. You know, he, uh, I thought he was lethargic, uh, did not 
um, was not in a stance defensively. Um, you know, I thought Steve, um, you know, struggled uh, ball screen defense uh, a few times and uh, finishing uh, a few times. But, um, you know, Malik has generally been such a uh, great defender for us. And with Alvarado and DeVoe, what they do with ball screens, um, you know, you, you want your best guy out there. And, and in that particular case, Malik is our best guy. And so, um, you know, sometimes in certain situations, you know, like we were going down the stretch to Steve against Virginia, he is by far our best guy at scoring the ball inside, which is what we, you know, utilize him for. And at times we played both of those guys together against Georgia Tech. So, um, you know, it really depends on the situation. You know, Steve got his fourth foul, and, and so you couldn't maybe play them together as long as you might have liked. But when they were on the floor together, how did you think that went? Uh, defensively, we were good. You know, offensively, we still couldn't score, but we couldn't score with whoever we had on the floor uh, for the most part of the game. So uh, it does make it a little bit challenging. They can they can uh, muddy the lane up a little bit more. Uh, our size certainly presents some problems when we have those two together, but the spacing becomes a little bit of an issue as well. Um, so. It's sort of, you know, pick your poison a little bit. Like, how do you want to play? Are we going to be more defensive-minded uh, or maybe a little less offensive-minded but a better, much better rebounding team? As much as you depend on Jordan, can you tolerate lethargy? Uh, no. No. I mean, that's why he didn't play as, as, as many minutes as he usually does and key stretches. Um, you know, I want to hold each of our guys to a really, really high standard. Jordan knows that. When you think about this whole season with Jordan and before the year, did you all talk about things he needed to improve on this season and do you feel like he has improved? He has. He has improved greatly. He, you know, he's improved uh, so much from when we first coached him and, and from last year. You know, the decisions that he made on offense um, last year were bad. Bad. I mean, he... He'd have, multi, he'd have games where he'd have multiple turnovers um, that he would do ridiculous stuff, dribbling behind his back in ball screen situations, um, you know, traveling on closeouts, um, you know, and, and he forced a lot of shots last year, a lot of shots last year. And um, I think he's become way more efficient offensive. I mean, he took six shots against Georgia Tech, six. And, you know, he gets maligned at times for not being a guy that uh, delivers. I mean, you talk about a guy that's gone from last year, you know, out of the out of the team element at times, taking, you know, wild shots. He's really, really um, tried to do the things that help his team win and be more efficient. Defensively, from last year to this year, it's night and day. It's night and day. He's, he's guarded the ball as well as anybody on our team, whether that's his four-man or a two-guard. Um, but he did not compete the other night. He was he was bad, and uh, I do not want to have bad Jordan Wara, and he knows that. He knows that, and um, he wasn't the only one. Um, and again, I give great credit to Georgia Tech. I thought the guys played really hard, but uh, he wasn't the only one that, that didn't show up, so to speak. Ryan didn't make you know a ton of shots either the other night, but what do you see from him on the defensive end? It seems like he's he's really settled in and, and able to switch between man and zone pretty seamlessly. Well, Ryan's a very very smart player, but um, you know he does lack in size and athleticism. Um, you know when we were in man, he got beat. Um, 
He got beat baseline. They just missed an easy layup. He got rejected right down the lane for a layup. Um, you know, that's that's what prevents him from being on the floor at times. He's got to be stronger with the ball. Um, you know, I don't think Ryan's going to have nights where he goes one for eight uh, from three. But, um, you know, and I do think the next one that he shoots is going in. So it's our job to figure out ways to get him looks, and, and he's got to be uh, better than he was against Georgia Tech on the defensive end. Is there a common thread in David's turnovers? Um, I don't I wouldn't say everyone. You know, I thought against Georgia Tech he had some careless ones where the ball just sort of got knocked off his off his thigh and out of bounds. He's got to be ball strong. Uh, he's got to know that, that a lot of times because of his size, the only advantage guards have is to try to reach and slap low. So he's got to be able to have great ball placement on his drives. I think some of Dave's turnovers, and this maybe wasn't the case against Georgia Tech, but he's in search of a play every time he you know touches the ball. And as much as a playmaker as he is, you know, you have to wave the white flag on certain possessions and say, hey, really good job defensively. Let's let's move it to the next guy. And at times he's, you know, tried to be in search of a play and figure out how can I make this pass and how can I get to the rim when maybe that's not what the situation uh, is called for. As dynamic a player as he is, is there a, a temptation to let him play through some of that? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, um, you know, he, we, we just know that usually over time, you know, you gain more experience and, and you learn, um, you know, not to get burnt. Uh, put your hand on the stove as, as the old, you know, children's lesson goes that, uh, you know, we hopefully, hopefully he learns in those situations and we're going to keep putting him out there. Um, and the turnovers go down and the, and the playmaking ability goes up and the IQ of when to go and when not to uh, becomes greater. Was he uh, underappreciated in high school? He was not a, as highly touted as some other guys. Um, <clears throat> the thing with David when, when I recruited him, and, and you know, I've I've missed a lot during my career um, on guys, is I, I'd, I'd always get the word back from you know people that watched him play, or be a friend that would talk to my wife who would say to me and. I'd always get this, like, I don't think he's that good a player. He doesn't score that much and, you know, like, can't shoot. It's like, I always thought he was going to be a good player because he's six foot five. He sees the game like not too many see. Um, and he's, he's willing to make the right play. Um, he wasn't hungry to score. He still isn't. He just wants to be, uh, he wants to make the right play. And then he's got a lot of things that you can't teach, his size, his athleticism, his quickness. Um, so I think I, I thought he was going to be a pretty good player. Did he suffer in high school? I didn't see him play because his teammates were not up to his level in terms of they won a state getting, championship. Well, so but, I don't think they suffered too okay. much. I wish I could have suffered that way in high school. <laughs> um, no, I mean you know he uh, he was very well coached. They ran a great system. He had really good players uh, around him. Maybe not elite. You know, college level players, but certainly enough to be the best team in the state of Kentucky his senior year. Anything else for Coach? Thanks. Thank you. California. Oh, I have missed. I have missed that sound. 790. KRD. KRD, the afternoon underdogs. Tony Vanetti. Dave Jennings. 2.0. It is time. 
ladies and gentlemen, for the return of the king. And you know his name is Adam Lefko. Mr. Lefko, how are you, sir? Lefko? You have missed that sound. I have missed that sound. And I have missed being on the airwaves of WKRD 790 <laughs> with two absolute legends of the game. <laughs> I am happy for your return, and I'm happy that I can join you. How are y'all? Well, I will start with this. I'm not going to say that I cried, but at, at a moment when I'm oh. watching you on the set with Shaq. It was old and Yeller. Let me tell you, but I happy. St- and I look, and this is serious. I'm not even making this up. There was an emotional set that I only get when I see success of your kids or not even when you do your own wow. success. But when you uh-huh. see, not that you're my kid, what I'm saying is Could when be. you see one of, I know how hard you've worked. I know what you've gone, what you've done and what you've accomplished. And you've always rode on your gut and hard work and seeing you in exchange with Shaq. I got emotional and it was just so cool, brother. Congratulations. Man, that makes me feel so happy. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. It's still kind of crazy. Like when I walk out there and he's like, let's go. What's up? Good show last week. And I'm like, what? How the hell do you know that? Like, so that's like still crazy to me. Um, but no, I think it's, it's one of the few times where like you get done doing something and then you look at your phone and like, a kid that was on your elementary school baseball team is like sending a picture and being like, do you remember me? And you're like, wow. And it, it's crazy because you look, we're all doing our jobs. Like if you were, if you were doing that radio show in, in anywhere in London or whatever, like you're just doing radio. Yeah. Like for me, I'm just doing TV, yeah. but it's the impact that it has on other people is when you kind of realize like, wow, this is an institution. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is, that's a set. And those are humans that people are like, wow, you've made it. And you know me, like in my head, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm starting like right. this. I haven't made anything like right. this doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even to hear you say that, man, that makes me feel really great. Thanks. I love you a lot. I love you too. Man. And left go. It's been two and a half years since we moved on to other things. You moved on to other things. Kind of tell the listeners what's been up with left go from underdogs to shack. Man, okay, so I left Louisville about six years ago and uh, went to Bleacher Report, started off, they had an app called Team Stream Now, and the concept was I'm going to do 30 videos a day uh, about different things, the three X factors of the Tampa Bay Bucks, the three X factors of the New York Giants, and that was, you know, a few years and it was, let's do a podcast with Chris Sims because people discovered that in between um, recording videos, our conversations were more enjoyable. Uh, candidly, uh, it was not accepted by our own bosses in the beginning. We had to do it on our free time. And we just said, no, let's just pour it into this. So that became my life for a while, kind of doing the Sims and Lefko podcast. And it got to a point where Bleach Report realized, why are we not owning this? They took over. Uh, and then after a few years of that, Sims went to NBC, and he's killing it on the number one NFL show on Sunday nights. And then I got my own little opportunity. So I got to host a match with Samuel L. Jackson and Charles Barkley where we were doing Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. And then this night, one year ago, Turner tried me to do play-by-play for the Rising Stars game. And then kind of after that, they, I could tell they were a little bit more confident. And then as this year has gone along, probably in about October, uh, they sat me down there and said, hey, we, we want you to be our host for Tuesday nights. And it's been 
it's been wild. But at the same point, it feels like a blink, but it also feels like a lifetime. So it's 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 a weird dynamic. Okay, last one about what's going on with you, and then we'll hit you some sports topics with the NFL, because I know that's your wheelhouse, but I know you do much more. Yeah. But uh, I think Sims was great for you, and you really... You really helped Sims find his way, and you could see—I could see a lot of what you do in him. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, of course. I think um, it's funny because the host—it's kind of their job to get the most out of um, their analyst, and you know, I learned that from Ernie and, and everything. But with Sims, it's sort of going, "Hey, let's find out what your strengths are." And then for me, it almost felt validating that NBC was like, we want to put them on Sunday Night Football. And I, I took a lot of pride in that. I want, I want people always, and you guys are the same, when they sit down, not only am I going to get the best out of them, I want them when it's done to look at me and go, that was easy. Because they don't realize the work that you do to make it easy for them. And I'll never take credit for it just because like he is his own man and what he, and he works so hard, but I think that we, we got so many reps in over the years mm-hmm. that we, we kind of left it being a lot better at what we do. All right, Lefko, I'm going to give you four names. I need four predictions. We'll see down the road how many you get right. Tom, wow, okay. Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Retired. Teddy Bridgewater. Where are they all going to be playing next year? Okay, I'm going to say Tom Brady saves at the Pats. Um, I think that he's gonna, he's gonna use the Chargers much like Eli did at the draft. They're nothing more than a negotiation ploy. I think he stays. Um, Philip Rivers, I'm, man, it's hard to move nine kids. So like moving them to like Indianapolis <laughs> is gonna be tough. It's hard to have nine um, kids. I will say this. I do not think that Philip Rivers will retire. I think he has too much fight for that, and he has to look at somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick and be like, if he can hang on for an extra five years, I can. Uh, if I'm just throwing one out there, I'll say Indianapolis, uh, because maybe he's thinking if I'm in a dome, that'll extend my career a little bit more. I think Jameis stays in Tampa, and I really hope that that LASIK surgery makes him the most accurate quarterback in the history of the NFL. I think that that's such a funny storyline to me, that this squinting quarterback that for years we said he needs glasses, finally gets right. LASIK after he's been in the NFL this long. Um, and then the last one was Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, yep. I also think that this posturing um, over uh, the possibility that they have three quarterbacks on their roster, that, that Drew Bre- I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to stay in New Orleans because I think Teddy, because of the injury that he suffered that was so brutal and he could have lost his leg, the fact that we know him in Louisville and how loyal he is, um, I think he knows how good of a situation he has it. When you spend six months with the Jets, and you see what the other side is like, mm-hmm. and then you go to where Sean Payton is and that franchise, mm-hmm. I think Teddy's going to stay. I don't think he's going to get a huge contract, but I do think they'll transition and make him the quarterback in the future. Okay. What about this Taysom Hill talk? He's thrown like seven right. passes in his career, and suddenly he's yeah. the franchise future? I Look, I, I, I think Taysom Hill is a phenomenal uh football player. He's also 29 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy is not 23. Um, I think this is Sean Payton kind of putting stuff out there into the media. He's he's not afraid to do this to, to try and lower Drew Brees' asking price because, again, Drew Brees is a free agent. It could also lure uh, Teddy Bridgewater's. It's posturing, but 
Um, Sean Payton is one of the few guys that talks to the media, and when he does, they don't realize that they're bending to what he wants them to do. All right, Adam Lefko, out of those four quarterbacks, name them again, Dave. Rivers, Brady, Winston, Bridgewater. All right, a two-day booze cruise. They're planning the itinerary. Which one do you want to have that booze cruise with? Philip Rivers sounds like a guy that you'd want to, but I also know that he never curses, that he's extremely religious, so he's out of it. Eddie Bridgewater, you got good music, you got good friends, and he's loyal, and he's down to be the backup, a.k.a. the wingman. Yes. Yes. Tom Brady, Brady, you're not eating carbs. You're not eating fruit. (laughs) Now I know what you guys are going to say. Hey, Giselle will come and bring her friends. I don't know. I don't really want to hang out with Tom Brady. And then the last one, Jameis Winston, is the wild card. He is slightly scary. He could be a lot of fun. He's had a lot of things in his past that member sheriffs were laughing during press conferences. That's a little bit too much for me. So I'm taking Teddy, and we will be the bridge over troubled waters. Yes, that's the answer I'm looking for, Adam Lefko. All right, I got to get serious real quick. Okay? Yeah. I said it the moment that it happened. And okay. I said it today. When Miles Garrett accused Rudolph, Mason Rudolph of saying uh, the N-word, I said if yeah. that's if that turns out to not be true, then I think the NFL should penalize him as much as he penalized. I said it's worse. Accusing him of that is worse than hitting him in the head with the helmet. And he doubled down on that today. Yes, I know. Your thoughts on that? I think that it's interesting in a in a on a Monday night football game. Right? It was either Monday or Thursday, where you have a lot more cameras. You have mic'd up officials. I believe you have a mic'd up lineman. The only way that we're really going to get the answer to this is if it's the entire tape is released raw. At the same point, there could have been a moment, and there, I don't know if there's a way to prove it, uh, yes or no. And I think I understand what you're saying. It is, it's an allegation that can absolutely tarnish someone for a very long time if it's not true. Um, my insight to it would be um, I've met Miles, and I know everyone's going to say that he writes poetry and he's even killed. That was very, very out of character. And it, ah, see, like that, that's why that word is so tough. Because it's, it's one of those things where it, it, it changes Mason Rudolph in every locker room he goes to. Think about Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper had the video called on camera where mm-hmm. he said it about security guards. Michael Vick stood up for him. Riley Cooper played two more years with the Eagles because Michael Vick stood up for him and then has not been on a roster ever again. It's one of those things where if he said it, you're punished for the rest of your life because no team, which is predominantly black athletes, will want to play with you. If he didn't say it, and Miles is saying that he said it, I do agree that there probably be some punishment. I just I don't think there's any way to prove it. It's like this really bad middle ground. All right, Adam Lefko. A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were having a cold beer and a bite to eat when up on the television popped Kobe Bryant's face and his lifespan. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell happened to Kobe Bryant? Then we started to find out the news. Where were you when you heard, and how did it affect you? I was getting ready to go to Atlanta to do my first show on national television that Tuesday night. And so what I did was my fiance's birthday was the next day. I scheduled a spa, and we got a couple's massage, and life was great. And I went home to start packing, 
and I threw my, my phone in the bedroom so I didn't have it. And my fiance Enum just started showing it to me and going, are you serious right now? And so for me, it was weird because uh, the producer got on the phone with me and we started planning how we're going to cover it. So I didn't really have that beginning moment to grieve. You know what I mean? Like when news mm-hmm. happens and you have to plan to cover it, it's a different mindset. I got another call about an hour and a half later. Where they were like, listen. And I said, no, you listen. If you need me to not go on and you're going to do something with Ernie and them, please do because it's that big. That's when they did that incredible show that Tuesday was, night from inside Staples Center. Yeah, and it was some of the most incredible TV I've ever seen. Yep. So in a weird way, that was supposed to be my debut, but like I could care less. Like that was, it was so unimportant. It really hit me, I would say, uh, three or four days later when I was in Miami for the Super Bowl, because it was all that week. And the weirdest time it hit me was, um, the only one in the gym that morning at like 6 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a little bit tired. I don't want to do this. And I looked up and they had his face in the bottom right hand corner of ESPN. And I've never worked out harder than I have in my entire life. Yeah. And it's weird because that's kind of stuck with me now, where every time I do something, I just keep thinking of honoring him with, with never quitting. And I've, I've had moments where I've just cried randomly. Uh, in that first day, I cried a lot thinking about his wife and his daughters. Um, I had an interesting relationship with Kobe as a Philly fan because early on, we hated him. Like when he beat the Sixers in 2001 and right. he said before the series, we're going to rip the heart out of Philly fans. Right. Like yeah. this is a guy that, that grew up in Philly and yeah. like turned his back and we were mad. Mm-hmm. And then as his career went on and he started just kind of being that guy that would say anything and didn't care about the repercussions. Those are my favorite kind of athletes. Yeah. So he grew on me over time. And then to see that second stage, it was inspiring, man. I, I think I'm still a little bit shook, but I know that the next few days here, as they honor him at, in Chicago for the All-Star Game, it's he's going to be omnipresent. You just reminded me how of an incredible person you are on the Valentine's Days. You, I remember, I think you took the day off. You were working for HAS, and you took the day off, and you went to one of those painting wine places for one of your... Yeah. You're, you're, uh, so it's Valentine's Day. I'm a sucker, bro. You no, are, I'm a dude. sucker. No, no, no. No, you're, you're, you are the king at that, so... So are you? Do you have something tonight? Are you working? What is the Valentine's? Bro, for? yeah. All right, this is great. I literally have nothing, and I'm so uh, nervous uh, because I'm working. I'm doing so tonight. I'm doing halftime and post game show on TNT. Mm-hmm. So the Rising Stars game starts at nine. You can see me halftime and post game with Grant Hill, Steve Nash, and uh, Channing Fry, and it's gonna be a blast. Um, but my fiance is here in Chicago. I got nothing. I, I went on my phone to try and get some flowers. Not happening. So I really don't know what to do right now. Uh, I will say I spent an inordinate amount of money on her birthday, which was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I don't care about Valentine's Day. And she's like, oh, your gift will be here in two days. I'm like, no. <laughs> so uh, if you got any, if you got any last hell Mary ideas, no. please. No, you're on your own. Yeah. You're married too now, now tell no. us, tell us about the fiance. Are you Bob Baffert? You met a girl in Louisville and took her with you, or is this somebody no, new? It's a New York girl, isn't it? Yes, it is. So uh, I do is. remember. Wait, I do remember Shaq going. Is that your fiance? And you went yes. Yeah. And then he lost it. He lost yes. it, In- including in commercial break. He goes, 
what was your pickup line to get a model? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't really have one, man. I just, we, we met on an app and then he goes, yeah, but like, would you better, like, what was your pickup line? I said, man, I said, I said, I just talked to him. And he goes, he goes, respect. And he like shakes my hand. I was like, okay, no. Um, no. Some icy like, hot so on better. you. Oh man. It's, he was rubbing it on. He was telling me about the general, uh, giving me all the ad pitches. Yeah. But, uh, she's yeah, great. Funny. She's like a, she's a, she's a licensed farm D, like a pharmacist. She's in marketing. She's mm-hmm. smarter than me. She's Nigerian mm-hmm. too. So we're getting married once in July in New York. And then December, we're going to go to Nigeria together, which is going to be insane. Um, it's just dope. Cause you, you guys know how it is. I got, I got one where it's like a super team. Yeah. Where like, once we're together, like I really don't care about anybody else, yep. which is like the first time that's ever happened to me. Right. Uh, and she she makes me better, you know. When I when I was going through this stuff a few years ago, when we first met, like two three years ago, she would always be the one that's like your expect your your goals are too low, and no one had ever told me that before because yeah. I was like, no, I'm just going to keep plugging away. And she's like, yeah, but you're better than that. And she she tells me all the time. Anytime I have doubts, she was like, listen, she was like, I would not sugarcoat it. If you weren't good at your job, I would tell you. She's like, you're good. Oh, and I'm like, oh. keep her you know what I mean? Like that's keep yeah, her that's forever. Like, that's the real, yeah, that's the real stuff. I, I I have your gift now, a podcast of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try that all the time. I'm like, I really complimented you on this radio interview. She's like, okay, but like, what about flowers? Like, ah, <laughs> no, but that's all you need to know about her because I remember that time you and I were on the phone a lot. In the, I was sitting in the parking lot and yeah. I was, I, I would sing the blues about U of L and I would sing the blues of whatever. And you were doing New York, and then you, and she does that for you. Uh, that is awesome. All right, all right. Yeah, last, man, I mean, yeah, go for it. No, look, last I, I got, we got ten seconds here. I need you to tell me XFL is going to work or not. Yes or no? I'm gonna say no. All right. Unfortunately, right. I wrote a paper 20 years ago in middle school saying it was going to work, and I'm still I'm still angry at Vince McMahon for it for me failing that paper. <laughs> you are the king, my friend. Welcome home. And, uh, y'all are great. Congratulations, congratulations on all your success. Getting back together, man. Yes, thanks, that's man. right. Thank you, Adam Lefko. I love you guys. Love you too. Love you, brother. See you, buddy. Bye bye. Okay, we'll talk a little bit about the Houston Astros coming up and the apology tour that the King Astro is. Laying out there for us. I'm getting a little emotional talking to I know. That's awesome. 790. Well, we are flying by the seat of our you-know-what today on Valentine's Day. At least I see a little bit of the sun out there. Is that the sun do I see? Why couldn't you say pants? What did I say? Fly by the seat of your you-know-what. Oh. oh, yes, you're right. Pants was the word I was looking yes. for. Yes. That's exactly right. Thank you for that. All right. The Astros owner is so... What he's going to do... He's an Astro. He's the biggest Astro. What he's going to say here and what he did yesterday is exactly what goes on in Washington. It's exactly what goes on in CEOs across the country. It's it's it, what goes on with head head coaches in basketball and football and college where they never take fault. They never, they never take responsibility for what they do. Here is the insanity of the owner of the Astros on, of course, the cheating scandal where they got caught systematically stealing the signs, not from player to player, but a video camera and a monitor and a system to let the batter know what pitch was coming next. But Jim Crane. Here we go. You know, our opinion is, um, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. We won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. 
I'm sorry, what? Hang on, I, I hang on, hang on. So he said it didn't pay, impact the game, right? Okay, then oh. don't do it. Okay, wait a minute. He said it didn't impact the game. Somebody said, did you just say it, did, it didn't impact the game? I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Basically, <laughs> said, you know, as goes, the commissioner said. He says it didn't impact the game. They go, did you just say that? And he goes, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Ten seconds after he said it. said in his report he's not going to go backwards. It's hard to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. And the, and the again, the news reporters in Houston are not the same news. Like, I love our, our brothers in, in media here in Louisville, but let's be honest. No one's asking a hard-hitting question. There was no bigger example of that as during the UofL scandal. No one asked a damn hard question. And if you did, you got thrown out. No, I don't think I should be held accountable. I'm here to correct it, and I'm here to take this team forward with Dusty and, and James. And as I said, it won't happen again on my watch. So you have a couple of teams, at least, that did this, and two of them back-to-back won the World Series. Yep. And it did not impact the game. If I'm a hitter, knowing what's coming mm-hmm. is huge. I've still got to hit it. Yep. I still have to hand the uh, hand-to-eye coordination. Yep. But 98 versus 88 is big when it comes to velocity of pitches, movement, and whatnot. Uh, baseball went in a right direction after the, the resurgence of baseball using steroids. But they went in a right direction to, hey, we're going to suspend people. We're testing now, even though they say it's not very effective. They're testing now, and they're not allowing a lot of these steroid guys, the famous ones, not to go in the Hall of Fame. So they're kind of putting their foot down. They took a couple steps back with this situation. Well, here's where you're kind of dumb, okay? You didn't re-sign all of your pitchers. So what's going to happen? These pitchers, if signed, are going to face the Astros or the Red Sox. They're not going to quietly or sit still and say... I'm throwing against a team that knows what I'm about to throw. My livelihood is based on wins, losses, and ERA. I'm telling people. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Okay, here it goes on. Here it continues. The, the, the hilarity continues. Jim, sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter. So how is it that it doesn't affect competition? So then what are you guys apologizing for? Um, we're p- apologizing because we broke the rules. But isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage for the hitter, so it doesn't it automatically impact competition? It, it, it could possibly do that. It could, it possibly could have possibly uh, or could not have. A t- you <laughs> won a World Series. Right, right. This goes on in Washington, D.C., and CEOs every day. When people, reporters are looking at them going, this is, you can't do that. This is huge. And they go, nah. It could affect American people or not. It really is. The truth is, no, not really. So they're not going to suspend anybody. They're not going to do anything now. What they need to do is make sure that you kind of encourage whistleblowing. So let's just say some team gets up to this. Any player that knew about it, or everyone on the team for that matter, gets a one-year suspension if you allow it to continue. That'll shut it down real quick. I Baseball had a chance. And they still do to a certain extent. I don't think they are. But the, you understand, when you talk to, they have a chance to hammer, if they go down and hammer these guys again, they have a chance to bring it back. But if they don't, they're sending a message to every baseball player, every youth player, every high school coach, that it's okay. And then I hate these old school guys who are like, sign stealing to be going on for decades, forever, for 100 years in baseball. Yes, if the player, if you get on second base, 
and the player is standing on second base and he tries to signal his buddy the batter. That is different. Okay, that's been going on forever. Okay, but you can't set up a camera and then monitor that on a TV, a, a TV monitor in the dugout and then signal with sound to the catcher and then the buzzer. He goes on to deny after video evidence that they have of the, of the player running to home plate saying, don't grab me. I have my buzzer. Uh, the commissioner addressed that in the report and, I, and I'm confident it's accurate. Um, I've discussed it with the players. And they've assured me that nothing like that ever happened. There's no substance to that whatsoever. I, I truly believe there was no buzzers ever, and I don't even know where that came from. Well, there was a garbage can lid and a wooden spoon or something. They were doing that kind well, of thing. Well, the, the video, and I can't remember the player's name, but he's run the video of him grabbing his chest and saying, don't grab me. It was the walk-off in Game 6 that they won to go to the World Series, and he's holding his jersey in and saying, don't grab me, don't grab me, because he's got a buzzer inside his to, to let him know what the pitch is coming. Here's another thing that could happen. I'm not sure if it did. I don't know the contracts off the top of my head. But let's say on either the Astros or the Red Sox, there was yeah, a career 255 hitter. Magically, when sign stealing was in play, maybe in a contract year, they hit 315. Home run numbers, RBIs all went up. They got a huge contract. Off and back to 255 the next year. That's guaranteed money they cheated their way to. Yes, and I'm so sick of the whole cheating is okay if you win. It's just all you got to do is, oh, well, we got caught. No, that's not the issue is that you got caught. The issue is that you cheated. Now, it's different in Little League and in high school when you just go, really? It's a high school game and you're doing this? Because I get it. There's millions of dollars on the line in baseball. It's, it's two different worlds. But it's still the same lesson. I don't get I don't get it. Okay, Cincinnati Reds fans, show of hands right now. If you could sign up for this scenario that the Astros and Red Sox went through, where there's sign stealing, you win a World Series title, and after the fact your general manager and your manager lose their job, but nothing else happens and you get the banner, you signing up for that deal? Do I get to play the role of, of Reds fan? You do. Of course they would. And that's the problem. It's been so long, and that's when teams get desperate. Like successful teams that have fallen off, they get desperate, they do stuff. Right? Look at Louisville. No offense. Sorry, I know where it's in the past, but in reality, you, you can't run from your past. Kentucky was killing Louisville and recruiting. Cal was killing it. And what did Louisville do? They started to stoop to do some stuff that normally they would not do to try to keep up and compete. That's what happens. Or think, you don't think the Reds, the Reds are like, there's somebody in the front office going, hey, why didn't you think of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Belichick thought of it multiple times. Yes. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. Back after this on 790 KRD. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. There's one person missing, Dave Jennings. Yep, it's not me. It's not me. It's not Sasquatch, six yep. foot eight. And a half. Oh, it's Dwight. He's missing because he's been diagnosed with coronavirus. The flu. Ah, that's our version. The flu. Oh, oh so for once you didn't take us all out. No, no, no. That was two years ago, and y'all need to let that go. And he brought us donuts. I did bring you donuts today, Sasquatch. I know, but two years ago, you destroyed half the city. I did. <laughs> At least half this building. 
<laughs> I was patient zero for so, a dozen sicknesses. And because, you know, taking out your coworkers wasn't bad enough, you just went and visited clients, too, and started destroying oh, their I did. offices. Yeah. I gave it to at least two clients. <laughs> yep, yep. And an administrator at Trinity High School. Now he goes in there, he's like, if you do an annual <laughs> renewal, I will not sneeze here. Give me 12, couple, 12 months. A couple people waffled. He sneezed. It was all history. All right. Uh, on that note, happy Valentine's Day. But I do want to say, please uh, take precautions if you believe you might have the flu, which obviously the first um, symptom would be a fever. If once you get a fever, you are now contagious. Okay? So I looked it up because once he called, I said, damn it. How long has he been contagious? It's about... A day before symptoms. So I'm going to assume Wednesday afternoon-ish was he was okay. starting to be contagious. I didn't kiss him, either one of you? No. Nope. No. Okay. Good. We didn't swab any fluids. We're good. Yeah. We're in the clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I That think, wouldn't lick his microphone. No, no, no. I wouldn't do it. Well, you see, somebody came in and brought covers for all of them, and I don't know who Yeah, that just that holds one. on to viruses. Yeah, it's just right? a, that's a... <laughs> That's just a vermin sponge. It's not good. Think, think Ghostbusters little uh, containment bin. Right, you know. right, right, right. All right, so happy Valentine's Day or happy Men or Dumb Day. Well, that's every day. Yeah, I thought Either, so. Yeah. Right. Well, Do we have a day? I guess Father's Day is kind of our day. Oh, nobody cares about Father's Day. That's true. Stop it. We just act like morons on we that get, day, too. No, we get socks. <laughs> There's no brunch. There's no whatever. Maybe we get a cookout. Maybe we decide we'll do a little cookout. Long, as long as we cook. Right. No, exactly. We have to cook. Oh, on well, our day. Did you go get the meat? Oh, I'm sorry. I have to go get the meat also oh. on Father's Day. Oh, yeah, great. I see. All right. Let's do a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. All right. I digress. I go to the zoo because I like the monkeys. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Uh, you have two small kids. You know where the monkeys are. You coming in? Go to the left. They're the first right there on your right. Yep. And then sometimes we go into the polar bears because you know, you know, I can relate to them because you're the size of a polar Large, bear. Large, hairy, have, generally laying in the and yard. You, you know? And your plan for winter is to pack on the pounds to save, save, stay warm. So. Yeah. So why buy a coat every year when same I can philosophy. just get fat? All right. Yeah. The biggest news. $18 million surplus? Yay! Hey, how'd that happen? Oh no, I don't know how that happened. But apparently it's not enough. Well, that was my favorite line. I was reading the Courier-Journal this morning. I popped it open. I went, are you kidding me? Over $18 million surplus. And the next line was, we can't wait to spend it. It's gone already. Well, the thing is, it's mostly there because of a good economy. So you can't right. bank on always getting the $18 sure. million dollars sure. via that route. Yes. That's like getting a bonus check and buying a car, yes. thinking that's going to be your income from now on. Yes. And it's not. Well, it's, let's see. Uh, let's let's go back to, to Chevy Chase in uh, Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. where he went ahead and made the down payment on the pool only to discover he was receiving the jelly of the month. Bingo. <laughs> Chevy Chase is Metro Louisville. Yes. <laughs> And ironically, they want to build a pool, don't they? I think so, yeah. After closing them. Look, make the $12 million buy for the um, the pension for uh, shortfall, right? Well, I mean, that and has to be done. And then bank the six. Well, don't you bank the six? Of we, course. You need a rainy day fund. Right. Don't you just bank the six, let it accrue, well, whatever you can invest oh, it I mean, in, whatever. Maybe even, you know, if you what you really need to do is you need to re-up the LMPD force. So you maybe bank four, four and a half, 
and use the rest of it to maybe put LMPD back where it needs to be staffing-wise? I have an idea. Throw some pay raises on the table? Yeah. Since we've had a lot of rain lately, I know I'm getting older and night vision isn't what it used to be, but the lines, the, the, the painted lines in this town are horrible. I mean, you're lucky if you can see the middle line or the side. So well, maybe the, we can go around and kind of restrict You're like some... a drunken East End housewife. No, stop spending the money. We what? need to put it in the bank, honey. I could have driven into the river. Would you have liked that? I could barely Wait, see the lines on the river What situation were you road. in that you were... D- driving downtown to Miss Saigon the other night. <laughs> Just keep driving towards the building. If you get wet, you messed up. <laughs> I can't I be see. the only one that's noticed how hard it is to see the roads. <laughs> I want to see Dave start to panic. Becky has to thump him over the head <laughs> to knock him out, and then she swims them both back to shore. Paint the roads. <laughs> paint the roads. I think they've gotten cheap with the paint because it used to have the... That whatever compound they use, that it would like, okay, it would sparkle or reflect it. I don't want to luminescence. I don't yeah. want to go down a rabbit hole here, but you brought up the cops. Re, you know, like kind of get them back. To, look, the police need a lot more money than just that. They You're need right, to start paying start. the police. They need to start paying LMPD. More than Shively, St. Matthews, J-Town, because you're losing a lot of cops to those areas. And, you need to pay and them, let them do their job. You need to right. pay them more than Memphis, St. Louis, Indianapolis, because they're yes. coming to downtown hotels and saying, yes. hey, we're cooler than at Louisville. Yes, yes. You need to take care of the cops and have their back when they're being cops. That's part of the deal. At least we have fewer murders in St. Louis. Well, for now. Uh, East St. Louis is kind of rough. Well, but that's, 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 Illinois. that's Illinois' problem. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we do that. Well, that's Illinois' problem. Yeah. You handle it. They have pot. They can't have everything. Uh, okay, so Valentine's Day, any uh, big plans for tonight? Sasquatch, you, what are you doing? You're going to uh, CVS or Walgreens for your present? Uh, maybe Kroger, but yeah. <laughs> so it is your birthday. Do you get some jerky? Huh? It's your birthday today? No. Oh, Valentine's Day. Do you get some jerky? Oh, okay. No. No, because you are Sasquatch. No, it's, uh, I, it's like I told Tony Cruz this morning. I said, I will I will sit at home, and I'll watch live PD, and I'll fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Dave? Yeah. Oh, tonight we're just hanging out. We're going we're gonna to go out tomorrow and do something. Yeah. Because Dave has to be edgy and refuses to celebrate it on the actual day. No, I want to drive around tomorrow in the daylight so I can see the road lines. Oh, <laughs> God, you are so old. <laughs> Paint the lines on the street. Put some clothes I can't on. see them at night. You know, you know, maybe J-Lo, after I the show, butt. maybe after the show, I could take you over to Sunny Acres. We can see about getting you an apartment. <laughs> maybe the little bus can drive you and Becky around. Okay. So awesome. <laughs> Who was on the show? Was it yesterday that said I could drive at night? Uh, that was like, hey, oh, oh 105. Could, oh no, there was somebody's uh, father-in-law that was dating somebody younger that said on his uh, thing is that I can drive at night, still drive at night, eighty-six and still driving. At oh, night. I, I manage, but it's not as easy as it should be. Uh, My big pet peeve is the lack of street lights. If we're paying for the stupid things to be installed, can you at least put a five-cent light bulb in it? Yeah. Uh, I think we're just going to do the heart-shaped pizza tonight and just call it a night. It's been a long week for Delivery or pickup. She's been on the road a lot this week, so she's like, I do want to do nothing. Let's just get a heart-shaped pizza and hang out tonight. See, that's code. Yeah. That's code for something. Yeah, well. That's sad. Uh, that's don't already... fall for that, Tony. Yeah, usually it's a trap, but with her it's not. She don't fall care. for it. Don't fall for the, oh, I just want to be alone thing. Don't do it. Regrets will happen. What do you think, Dave? Is it a trap? Is it uh, is it separate beds night? Ooh, good question. Because it's been a long week. Could it's be been, could be service and snooze. We usually and and we've said it on the show. We are 
We are. I you sleep. Like the alliteration there. I sleep in a, yeah. We have a big old house. I sleep in a separate room Monday through Friday because we we sleep better apart. So we we have tough. You know, we have long days. She has long days. She's been on the road all week. So it's like it's Friday. It was Valentine's night. I sleep in a But here's the deal. Dwight's got the flu. I possibly could be a carrier. Uh-huh. She'll go get the hell out of my bed. Mm-hmm. So. See, right now she's everything that you may have been within ten feet of. She's spraying with life. Yes, yeah, yes, and she's smart to do so because I would do the same. Quarantine the old man. Well, it's because she learned. If she learned anything from two years ago, you probably have it. And as a dad, as a husband, quarantine's not bad. Did sometimes. your whole family get it too two years ago? Did the kids and Jackie also No, because they quarantined me off. They locked ah. me away and brought me nothing. No food. No, no lights. No motor no cars. Nothing. Nothing. Not a single They luxury. would poke their head in every once in a while going, you okay? And then shut it real quick. Little masks just, on. Just little, yell from down the hall, you still alive? Crap heads. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so I, tomorrow, though, I think we'll go out. UofL plays at 4. So we can do the old couple at Clemson, you know, you know, have something to eat and watch, watch the, game. the game. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, but I have some very close friends that have kids that might be in the finals for the state championship next year or tomorrow. So wrestling. If I yeah, if I get a call, Frankfurt's not. Or I'm sorry, the, the uh, horse park is not that far away, and the time between the semis and the finals is so long. Where's that going to be? Just in case we don't finalize some plans. Uh, you're such an ass. Um, it is at the Horse Park. Horse Park, gotcha. Thank you. That's in Lexington. All, what time? What time? All Tech Arena. All Tech. Well, it's wrestling today starting in, in, in about 15 minutes. Can't do that one. Uh, and then it starts again tomorrow <laughs> at 9.30. Too early. The finals will what be else? around 4 or 5 p.m. on Saturday. That's possible. Depending how fast they get through the semis and the and the rest of it. Depends the, on early happy hour starts. So I will call you. <laughs> okay. I'll come get you. And we well, will go watch the finals well, tomorrow. You'd have to come tech. get him if because it's, it's at night. He right. says he won't drive because he can't see the lines. Bingo. <laughs> it's okay as long as it's not raining. You, but you throw that in there. I get a call and one of the kids is in the finals. I'm riding it, and then we'll do dinner afterwards. But that's the only thing. But it's at McDonald's because yeah. Vanetti's cheap. Yeah. This is this is. But true. you know what else is happening here in like 43 minutes? Stones what? tickets on sale. Oh, that's oh. right. You get to pay the $40 service fee, fee, <laughs> fee for your $100 ticket. Don't tell me ticket. they're doing that at the Yum Now, too. <laughs> Dude, heck yeah. 10% oh, yeah. and a P tax. Yeah, I saw that during the pre-sale. The, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the service fee is what it costs to go to some concerts. Dave. 40 bucks to pee. Dave. Tony. Shh. Don't give the Yum Center any ideas. Here, do you, do here, you have your a, bathroom banned? Here's a, here's a gallon of Coke. Here's, By the way, it's a dollar to pee. Right. <laughs> don't oh. put it past them that they'll have somebody standing there going, you don't have the wristband, can't pee. What, what, the, what, what wristband? That line over there, you got to pay five bucks for the toilet band. The Coke was $12, but you can keep the cup. <laughs> it's going to take up half my cabinet, and I'm never going to use it again. Thank you. Well, it's because <laughs> yeah, because if you tried to wait in line at the bathroom for some of these places, it's easier just to just go in your cup at your seat. <laughs> If it's forty bucks a pee, how much for a deuce? Well, it's a big cup. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just grab some extra napkins. Stadium deucing. Who wants Dude. to do that? That is, is you got to really be in trouble. That's probably happened in Cleveland. I used to go when Freedom Hall. We'd go to games all the time. And again, no bad seat in Freedom Hall when I was in high school. And the I don't know why I thought about this, but there was always somebody smoking uh, a joint in the bathroom, right? Right. And then you would be there. Would they would have these random cops? 
attack people in the in their stalls. What? <laughs> Beat the crap out of them and drag them out for smoking a joint. It happened all the time. How would you like to be on that detail? Well, what'd you do today? I kicked down stall doors, I, grabbed pooping people who were smoking dope. People are hearing this. Remember this. In the bathrooms at Freedom Hall, how many times did you see somebody getting the crap beat out of them by the cops literally smoking a joint in the bathroom. That's the thin poo line. They're doing drugs. Back then it was like, <gasps> they're doing drugs. It's a joint, man. Relax. The game is really slow today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All uh. right. Scott Fitzgerald, Mr. Sports Morning Guy, will join us at 935 to talk beer, Valentine's Day, and Dave. Yes. More high school sports. Bingo, bingo, bingo. <sighs> bingo, bingo. Yeah. Oh, what? Bango, bango? Bango, bango. Dave, Dave, Dave's like, oh, when is Dwight coming back? It was an 80s band. Dude, what is my, what is my cohort? That was, that was the bangles. Yeah. Or Oingo Boingo. I'll take the bangles over Oingo Boingo. Yep. Oingo Boingo was Danny Elfman's band, who did a lot of movie soundtracks. Men in Black and a ton of others. I, what, didn't he do The Simpsons, too? He oh, I that? think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that puts him up on a little higher level, then. Yeah. I sent some sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and eventually, as we, as we go along today, speaking of cartoons, Paw Patrol, everyone's favorite, yes. of the dogs rescue people, yes. is uh, apparently pro-capitalism propaganda. Really? What? Yeah, I'll tell you that story. So the cartoon sometime. dogs are... Yeah, they, they're sending bad messages well, by, by rescuing people. Are you going to go to their live show, Dave? Is this the same group that said one of the Teletubbies was gay? I'm not sure. This is a professor. No, go that, figure. that was... Um, Oh, uh, one of the televangelists that said the purple one was gay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> he has because he had a purse, right? No, it was because he had a triangle on his head, and apparently, upside down triangles that are purple mean Dave, gay or something. That was a European man bag. Oh, okay. Thank you. Is true. You have one, don't you? No. Trigonometry is gay. Is that what we're we're saying? Yes. Only if it's purple. Means. That's what it means. Gotcha. If it was orange, it wouldn't mean anything. I'm not but kidding. Apparently, you. the color shape combo signified something, and there was a televangelist mm, a, who really got hot and bothered. That's gotcha. a quote from that eva- eva- uh, television evangelist. The purple one is gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, oh, it was Robert, uh, not Robertson. Uh, I think he's maybe frustrated. Was it Pat Robertson? Mr. 700 Club guy? Mr. TV person. <laughs> that, yeah, that was him. Yeah. Mr. TV person. A teletubby is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's no genitalia, so I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Where you're going with that? Giant crotchless Muppets. <laughs> right. <laughs> with antennas on their heads. <laughs> They could pick up Channel 41 and they right. can't go to the bathroom. TV on their stomachs. <laughs> they probably walked in and I was watching cooking shows. I'm going to go with no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ernie and Bert? Well, <laughs> yeah, see, there's something to that. In the, they take baths together, don't they? Ernie, Ernie and Bert. <laughs> or is that just the duck? I want to go to an Ernie and Bert gay wedding is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to go to that. Wow, that escalated. <laughs> Ernie and Bert. Where's Elmo? And where's the ring bearer? <laughs> Elmo didn't have a crotch either. We're going to stop this while we can. <laughs> How do you know? Tony and Dwight show. Elmo doesn't wear any pants. Where do, you put, where do you put the hand? Stop it! Back after this on 790 KRD. <laughs>
That's not bad. What is that? That's Nirvana. Oh. Love Buzz. Wow, is this an old lost track? Or one of the deep cuts? See, that's this old-time rock radio lingo. It's on it's bleach. Deep, it's a deep cut, dude. Yeah. It's one that we don't usually play. We used to play like lots of we songs. We usually play it, dude. Now they got to be focus grouped. <laughs> All right, we have sanitized the studio. Scott Fitzgerald, Man, be, you're okay. It, it smells good in here. It does. All right, so. you and I. Yeah. Dave is not a big fan, but you and I, we follow high school sports in this town. You have to. In this right? Town. Yeah, I do. Well, you do if my son's 14 years old and you want to have a conversation with him. <laughs> I enjoy it. I like, like yeah. the, I like the competition. I think sports yeah. in high school is important for, I think for uh, the boys and even more important for the girls. Yeah. Uh, so, but let's start with, let's start with the Valentine's Day and beer. Oh, man. I know because I got to make a beer run this afternoon. I am out. And I gotta find my alone time, and, because we got beer fest going on. The winter beer fest is Saturday. There you go. But, well, and I was gonna go, but I was talking with Coach D yesterday. I was texting him. They lost again. I'm talking about Bellarmine basketball. Coach they Dallas lost Park. again. They lost. This is the fourth game in five games they've lost on a buzzer beater at the last minute. That's college sports, by the way. And, that is college sports, <laughs> Dave. Thank you. And so heartbreaker. So we're gonna go. The fam, we're gonna pack up and go try to get these knights a win and try to get them over the hump. I mean, they outshot oh, good for them. you. Good yeah, for you. we're gonna go yeah. say it's a three fifteen tip. So okay, otherwise, good I'd be going for you. to beer fest. I would yeah. love to go to beer. I fest. haven't done one of the beer fests for a while, Scott. Maybe they've changed this. Yeah. So usually you'll get this card with like forty little samples right. to right. get these tiny little sips. But the lines can be long. What I would yes. like is when I find one that I like, go ahead and and cross out five or six of them and give me a pint. Please. That's yeah, that's a good point. That is a great point, Dave, because they had one over at, um, where is it? I want to say it's over there by Seneca High School. Well, the parish name is escaping me. It's uh, St. John Paul Academy. Oh, St. Pa- uh, uh, St. Pius. Pius, Pius. Yeah, yeah, they had one in the, in the summer that was that people were complaining about that, Dave. St. Pius, by the way, their concessions during football games. Yeah. The French fries. Yeah. They're awesome. My They're wife, awesome. she's not a fan of the IPA, so she finds a good lager that she likes. Yeah. And then she gets, a, like, an ounce. Yeah, like, yeah. Cross out eight of them. Just give me a pint. <laughs> right. Figure out the ounces. Figure out my maximum intake. Yes. And let me have a beer, please. Well, and to your point, Dave, the funny thing about that is is I love the beer fest, but honestly, by the time I get to this, they have most of what I've already had. Right. So, Well, you're... You're kind of a beer weirdo, though. You're- I am. I'm a, I'm a beer. There's a Facebook group called. I'm not on Facebook really a whole lot anymore, but I am a member of. It's called Louisville Beer Snobs. Okay, yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I cannot drink. I, I can't. I can't fathom. So, what beer are you going to get on the way home today? That's a good question. Keystone Light, right? <laughs> no, you know what I end up doing. I go and I try to find. And there's my go-to place that I go to. Okay, it does a phenomenal job. All right, where is this at? Um, I don't. I, I don't know because I want to be careful because I don't know if they advertise or we have a competitor. So I have to be careful. Well, this is part of. Con- I'll just say it's over by the malls. We'll put it okay over by the mall, St. Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. So I think you know where. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, I know where you're at. Yeah. So yeah, I go yeah, in yeah. there, and then they have what I want, and then some. Some days I'll find something crazy and wild, like right. you know, you get like Wildside, which is a Michigan brewery, which I love their dank juice. I love Nugget, dank juice. <laughs> yeah, Nugget double dank juice, and it's awesome. Ew. It's a <laughs> stop saying ooh. He likes the beer, Dave. Dank juice. <laughs> We're not judging your you're beer that way. Citrus. We don't go ew. <laughs> what are you, sixteen year old girl? <laughs> ew. Not called dank juice. Ew. If it, to Dave's point, my wife said the same thing when she opened the fridge. Yeah. She, I hear this big, ew. It's better than skank <laughs> juice, I guess. My wife goes, what is dank See, juice? I, I kind of like skank juice better than ew. Yeah. Well, it was just funny to hear my wife go, what is this dank juice? And I said, well, we'll have that conversation after the kids go. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Well. But they had, so if they don't have that. What's up? And they usually don't oh, no. have anything crazy that, that you know scratches my itch. 
I'll go ahead and just get the. Again, I can say this because I love them. It's against the grain. And, okay, and they have the their quality. Sit your ass down is is an awesome, awesome. Sit beer. your ass down. Their their, their A beer oh, is really Citra good. At, yeah. yeah. Sit your ass. Citra. Like Citra. citron. Okay, yeah. I Citra's got you. Like, All right, a little orange yeah. flavor. Okay. And uh, and against the grain, and I love the fact that they, they've got, you know, we go to the Bats games, we stop in the brewery yep. for every game. I mean, I love against, it's a great local brewery. Yeah, there. yeah, they started doing those, uh, the craft beers a couple oh. of years ago and not just selling the regular beers, and it's been a huge well, the only for the thing, Bats. The only thing I don't like, and I get what's in play, all right, I get there's this tiny little window you can get the craft beers at, and I totally understand because that other beer has paid to have you know, visibility. Mm-hmm. They're in every, so you have to. So you have to wait in line. Mm-hmm. For me as a snob, it's worth it. I yep. can do that. Cause I can you know what's good, Scott, yeah. is the um, the fall city that they did for Louisville City FC. I saw that on the shelves, Dave. Yeah, It's really good. I did. And a lot of people said they like it. It's, a, it's like a golden lager, kind of a mild IPA is mm-hmm. how I describe have it. You it's been really, to their really place? Good. Have you been to a place off downtown next to no, uh, Barton Supply? And a loose city that hasn't been yet. They gutted this, uh, I guess, this really neat looking uh, building, and it's a restaurant. It's part of where they brew the yeah. beer, and that's where all the beer comes out. And no, it's, their new it's, stuff it's is a bar. Their English style pale ale is awesome. Well, you know, to, you're right, Dave. To your point, too, Tony, that what you're talking about, the brewery, that's what they did with Monic, which is over there by Checks, Right. Because I hadn't been to Checks. That's really good, too. Oh, my God. I haven't been to Checks in forever. Well, that whole area, Bargain Supply is East Jefferson Street. So they're okay. on the other, on, on, like the block opposite of that, right? On the back yeah. uh, on the back end. Yeah. That whole area is going to blow up because of the stadium there. I, Dude, I told you when my wife and I went wine tasting, we went to a couple places. There's one on Bardstown Road, not bad. But then we went to one, there's a wine bar there in Nulu. Which is phenomenal. It's awesome, by the way. Phenomenal. Awesome. So, yeah. but yeah, but you talk about these breweries that are going up here, and I went over and I dropped into checks, which I was pleasantly surprised to see. I don't know if you remember, you remember Lamont Gillespie. He played here. Lamont, Lamont yeah. Hey, Lamont. I was so surprised to see the big picture of Lamont Gillespie outside. Checks. I brought him on stage so many times. Did you? I don't remember much of him. <laughs> right. But I, had a good I don't time. think Lamont remembered much of himself <laughs> no, no. either. Once no, he was, no, no. But but Monic did the same thing in that whole corner there. They redid checks. I was blown because last time I was in checks, it was a dump. They're redoing it all, man. Oh, it's awesome. awesome. But yeah, anyway, so there's there's plenty of good brews out there. If you do get to Beer Fest, you know, get it up on social media and tag me in it at uh, SFITS eight forty at WHAS because I'd love to see pictures. Okay, uh, Dave yeah. and I were talking, or I was talking about high school yeah, wrestling yeah. Uh, that happened. It's gonna oh, yeah. it's happening right now. Wrestling started about. 15 minutes ago, uh, I, I saw the article by Frank this, this deep morning. feeling of loss right now. I know, you should. Like, you should. It's happening, and I can't by the way, be there. By the way, sweetie, that's the toughest sport there is on planet Earth. So don't even, it's not football. That's not even, yeah, it is the t- tough, toughest one to watch. No. So, so t- this yeah. morning, 9.30, Frank wrote an article and said, this might be the first year that Jefferson County doesn't have uh, a state champion. Really? Yeah, because it, the numbers are down a little bit in, in in Louisville, and there's a lot of talent out in the state, and it always is, uh, because that's one of their primary sports. But I think it's going to be fun to watch. Go out there, watch the best wrestling you'll see. It's 20 mats they put down out at the uh, Alltech Arena there at the Horse Park today and tomorrow. The finals will be around 4 or 5 tomorrow afternoon if you want to just did, catch the finals. Did you see the story that the LKY did on the Central Girls yes. Wrestling Team? Yes, they're the only. they have almost a, a full team. And it's trying to catch on. The problem was women uh, in high school had to wrestle with the boys for the last 20 years. And let me tell you, they will kick your ass. Right. Uh, but, they it's, looked- but it's unfair for them. It's unfair for the – I've always been uh, – it's unfair for the guy, too. 
Right. So, so the females woman. actually wrestle yes. with the males. Yes. yes. You know, it's funny you bring that up because we were talking about how there's this, of course, because now we're in this transgendered era. Right. And athletes that want to compete, say, for track and field, yeah. that, that were born a male that now want to compete as a female. Yes. And they're having a problem with that. But then you take a look at a sport like wrestling. Yeah. Which you think is is all built on phys- physicality and bodies are just different. Oh yeah, but they wrestle together. Do they break them down by weight? I guess is that yeah, right? sure. It's all weight, but you know, like my son hated it because he yeah. was like, "Where do I grab her?" Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, of all not, sports. I'm told not to snatch women in a headlock and put them in on the dirt, but that's exactly what you have to do. And I would tell him every time she's going to wrestle. So when the whistle blows, get ready. So pretender name is Steve. Well, and just win. And let me tell you something. There, I've seen some good wrestlers. I mean, some really good wrestlers, female wrestlers, kick the you know what out of male wrestlers all day long. Well, you so know, don't mess with them. You know, and my my son playing hockey at St. X now, and you know they compete with all the teams at state tournaments in Evansville. We got to go to Evansville for the state tournament. Sure. In weeks, but when's that one? Let me get write this one down. Right, right. right down, <laughs> so, well, but, Scott, I'm picking him on. up for the wrestling finals tomorrow. Got, you pick I'll him up take for him the hockey, hockey tournament. finals okay. in Evansville. Well, here's well because they got rid of some of the high school. Like Fern Creek used to have a hockey team, yeah. so they're Oldham County. Yeah. So it's now expensive. it's hugely expensive. It's expensive. But now what they did was they combined all the high school teams, the non-Catholic schools, because Trinity X. And then Dominate, made, yeah. made Louisville Metro. Yes. And they have girls that play on that team. Yeah. And they are phenomenal. Sure. I mean, they are insane. But that's a physical game, too. Exactly. All right, what are the big high school uh, basketball games? For well, you? tonight, tonight you got, it's pretty quiet. Last night was the big one. It was mail, right. we had, you had male and manual play. Oof. And male just destroyed them. Of course. Male second They're winning rate. state, by the yeah, way. Yeah, second rate. Male's going to win state. Yeah. Ballard ended up beating Central last night pretty handily. Okay. Ballard's number three team in the state. So tonight, really locally, it's all down I-65. Number four, John DeHart. Will host Nelson County. John Harden used to be the previous number one. Right. They got a kid down there, and his name escapes me now. I think he's coming up on fifteen hundred points. Right. That he scored there at John Harden. Then you got uh, number eight Elizabethtown is at Bardstown. Um, you're Trinity Shamrocks, by the way, over in Lexstown. What do you think they missed, David Johnson? They're just so young. They're all freshmen oh, and sophomores. There are so many freshmen and sophomores on the varsity. It's crazy. I haven't seen it in like it in years. So get your wins in now because the next couple of years you won't get them. You think? Yep. Wow. And then, of course, Trinity just, we were talking about that because Trinity just dismantled St. X in hockey this week. <laughs> yeah. So, so I go, one of our things well, we like doing hockey. Well, because I told, I told my son it was funny. We were sitting there and, and like this, the students were all packed there. Behind the goal. I mean, it was a huge crowd. It looked like yeah, a whole lot. It, was, it was packed. But I said to my son, I said, how can they bring so many and you don't? And he goes, well, it was mandatory house day. They got points for it. So they'll all leave after the second period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said, we have a house competition. We have 10 yeah, houses. Right. It's like Harry Potter. So and right. you get extra points for your house if you go to different events, which is I a do, great idea. Dude, dude, I'll tell you, when it came down to the decision where my son idea. were to go, I wanted the sales. My wife wanted Trinity because yeah. she loves the house system. Yeah. And he picks X. Yeah, that's so, okay. No, you it's, can't go it's, wrong in any school in Jefferson County. You can not go at all. Ballard High School, Eastern High School, all great high schools. But if you get you get lucky enough to get to go to one of those, I, I you know, and, and the girls' basketball scene is insane here right now, Tony. I mean, you look down there in Lexington Road, Sacred Heart is just dominating. I believe it's Donna awesome. Moyer still coaching there. Yep. And uh, you know, you get players that move on, like Grace Berger is having a heck of a time up in Indiana right yep. now. She's performing for him up there. Um, so briefly tonight for the girls, number three Elizabethtown is at Bardstown. North Bullet is at Holy. Cross Eastern is at Wagner, Iroquois is at Perez, Green County is at Central Harden, and North Harden is at Thomas. Nelson. Scott Fitzgerald, have fun with your beer tonight. Thank you, buddy. Back after this on 790 KRD. We're bringing Nick Coffee. 790 KRD. How are we um, doing today? I love, and you came in today to my office and said, Valentine's Day, and you said, look, everyone that's around me and my family, that's content. And I said, you oh, married into it. You married into to content to a radio show guy. 
You're going to come. It. You're going to you're going to end up uh, coming away thinking and wondering how to sign up for this. But it's just part of it. Yes. Your you, your interactions with me at any point can be shared to the entire world via the radio. Okay. So Dave, he he had a little. He went to Atlanta. Okay. All by himself. Cover the game like a big boy, and you drove past. And this morning you were tired. You can pick up from there. Yes. Yeah, so I get out of the shower and forgot that the toiletries bag that was in my suitcase that has my toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, shampoo, and all that, mm-hmm. uh, I left it in my in my suitcase. I wasn't thinking. Right. So I just grabbed the toothbrush that was not mine. It's my wife's and i wasn't really thinking i guess i if i would have been paying any bit of attention i didn't it's always how all stories start when guys make mistakes i wasn't thinking right so i just grabbed your tooth, <laughs> toothbrush mm-hmm. and used it not, a lot of us are born yeah exactly <laughs> not thinking about it and each morning this is corny but i'll admit it um for the, for the first three years of my daughter's life i was on midday so i took her to daycare and preschool every day best was, part of your day it was awesome and i cherish that now i don't get that so my wife because she's awesome and sweet she knows when my final break of the 7 o'clock hour is, and it's right when they leave the house. So not every morning, but most mornings, she tries to FaceTime me so I can see my daughter in the morning, which Aww. is awesome. And when we don't get to do that, That's I'll miss so it. so awesome, dude. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. So almost sickeningly sweet. Yeah, today, no, it's not sickeningly sweet. It's awesome. So today, instead of being greeted by my daughter right away, it's my wife's face right in front of the phone. Why'd you use my toothbrush? <laughs> and she was bothered by it. Why'd you use my toothbrush? Instead of your sweet daughter's face, yeah. you go, why'd you use my toothbrush? It's not like you cleaned the toilet with it. Exactly. Well, maybe she thinks that's the same thing. And so I said, I- I'm sorry. And then after like a slight pause, I said, does that gross you out? And she said, well, yeah. And it kind of hurt my feelings. But you know, nobody wants to share a toothbrush with anyone. But if you were going to share a toothbrush with somebody for just once, wouldn't you choose it? Wouldn't you choose your significant other, your spouse? I think that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is let's say it's a very amorous Valentine's evening. And couples get into whatever they like to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe more so than the normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the next morning, there's only one toothbrush. Mm-hmm. After all that you shared the night before, that's a problem? Yes. You so know what? I, that is absolutely 100% true. I Threw it out there on my show this morning, and we got some different reactions. Uh, one person said, we already swapped spit anyways, who cares? Uh, this other person said, yes, it would bother me because I know where her mouth has been. So, uh, Okay. Look. The day after his birthday. Been married 20 years. A lot of sex goes on with no kissing. <laughs> you told All me right, that just, this morning. It's just like, just I just, no kissing. Now, we'll do a lot of... I, I don't even want to go into the discussion. Yeah, we want to be careful how where right. we go here. Davis actually he could he can balance this tightrope magically. That's that that's his sweet spot. So maybe we just hand it over to him. But if you really think about it, kissing can be one of the grosser things yes. as far as Well he already brought it up. He he went there to the line and came back. You're gonna do that, but you're not gonna do that? Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> so I, I threw out a Twitter poll. And asking those, if you were in this situation, if you had to share a toothbrush just once with your spouse, would it actually, because nobody wants to, but would, right. it, would it gross you out? That's no. the key word, gross. Here's what you do. You have this on the left-hand side, depending on your faucet design. There's the red one, which is hot. So if there's any crumblies or anything weird in the toothbrush, which there never is, just rinse some hot water through it. Dave, take a guess. Bada bing, bada bing, done. Dave, we got about 450 votes on the Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, Tony voted. He saw it. You take a guess. What percentage you think said no? What percentage Good you think question. said yes? Good question. Okay, I'm not sure how the question went, but I'm guessing. No, wait, wait. Let's give you the question. Yes or no? Would it gross you out if you had to share a toothbrush just once with your spouse? Oh, I'm a big no on that because we've done that. But I'm guessing the vote went probably 60 percent yes. Fifty-one percent say no, forty-nine percent say yes, and this is nearly four hundred fifty votes. It's right down the middle. Right down the middle. 
That's that's interesting information right there. I, I again, we are Jackie and I are serial uh, brushers. I, I brush oh. maybe three or four times a day. That pause had me worried. Seriously, <laughs> killers. Um, <laughs> Right, so we we brush all day long, and she and I am guilty of this too. We're one of those that brush so long we will leave the bathroom, come out, and watch a little TV, and come, just keep going, going, and maybe in the hallway to check on the kids. We'll keep going and keep going and go back into the bathroom. We're not just an exclusively brushing our teeth in the bathroom deal. So she and she's an aggressive. And you can tell by... No, really? Do, I know. <laughs> what doesn't she do that way? Name something she doesn't do aggressively. So, uh, so you what'd can, you say about Jackie and coffee? Stop making... She'll make it as nervous as a cup of coffee. All right. So the uh, the toothbrush, you can tell hers because it's wore out. Like, it's all frayed. It's got some miles on it. It's frayed, right? It's got you frayed. Can, you can get a new one. Uh, but we still are, for some reason, after all these years, it's kind of like, oh, well... Well, I think, and I've been married for almost 10 years. I know you guys have been with your significant others for for longer than that. There are things that, that we say to one another that I think always stand out as like, it's not that meaningful, but it's just one of those things that you always remember. And I remember one time, this wasn't even that long ago, maybe a couple years ago. I don't even know how we got there, but she looked at me and said, you know what? You've never grossed me out. And I remember thinking, <gasps> wow. that's, such a, that's such a weird Compliment, but I love your wife. But I was honored. I I was honored. I like her a lot because I could be gross. Trust me. And she said she was never grossed out by me, which I think that's why there was such shock this morning that she was just appalled that I used her toothbrush accidentally. If we ever heard that, it would be tagged with lately. (laughs) Look, I'm sure eventually. And look, it sounds like now it has changed. But I remember when she said that. I'm thinking that's the maybe one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. Well, not bad. It's common courtesy until this morning. If you find out what grosses the other person out to not do that. Of course. Like it's, it's um, Jackie hates the blowing of the nose anywhere near the dinner table or really kind of in the bathroom or in the, I'm sorry, in the bedroom, you got to go to another room before you do the whole cleaning everything out of there. So I don't do that. I will get up and leave the room to blow my nose and then come back in. Becky is not a fan of uh, loud expulsions of gas. <laughs> I'd say she's not alone there. No. no. Claims it's not very romantic. Well, look, now I know what grosses her out. And just so you, you know, if you're listening, honey, or if anybody that's a coworker, I've probably used your toothbrush a lot of times and not realized it. I've done a show with Dave for a lot of years. And so t- some days you're spending more time, She he's spending more time with me on some days than he is oh, his yeah. wife and the other way around. I've never heard you fart. No. Let one rip, Dave. No. <laughs> Let no, it rip. no, no, no. no. And, I've, and you know what? Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Hey. At least you've never she, heard him fart. Well, she trained me. I mean, it used to be you kind of have that, well, that was a good one. <laughs> and you realize most people don't think so. So you just don't I've, do it anymore. I've always said if it if if a giant fart falls one of those, <laughs> yippity do like one of those guys, or hey, don't step on a duck. Uh, and it softens the, you know, the guy that is the grandstander, right? right. We had somebody that worked here that did that, right? Who did that? He would go, and he'd go, that was a wet one. <laughs> Look, you guys, you guys are a lot older than me, not to make you feel old. Probably more mature than me. Not sure how much more mature oh, than me. I like me. that better. That's but not will, bad. Will farts ever not be funny? No. Farts are funny. No. Yeah. Flatulence, it's funny. My, my, Every Disney movie, Pixar, Disney cartoon has a fart in it. 
My dad, my dad was one of those just big dudes, six three, six four, about three hundred bills, and he would laugh until he fell out of his chair at the darn bean scene in uh, Blazing Saddles, where they're just <laughs> farting and farting and farting. And he saw that movie a thousand times, and he would fall out of his chair, wiping tears away, laughing it. about how funny that fart scene is. I totally and, get it. Uh, and it's just it, it is. You're right. From five year old to uh, fifty to five hundred years old, it doesn't matter. There you go. Not the wet one. Stop. That's not. That good. was just a regular one. It's not good. All right. So uh, this weekend, Louisville has got Clemson. They come. This hopefully reset and go out and just destroy Clemson on the road. It's corny, but it's true. Coaches learn a lot about their teams, how they bounce back from these little setbacks. Louisville lost to Dave's Florida State team, and it really wasn't even that close. And they responded in a great way by winning ten in a row. Yeah. Now uh, they've got it, Georgia Tech just as the eye opener that you can lose to Clemson. If you mm-hmm. can lose to Georgia Tech, you can lose to a lot of teams left on your schedule. And you bet you were able to kind of skate by in those ten games by occasionally letting it a little bit too close. It was too close for comfort, but you found a way. Uh, so hopefully it's an eye opener for them. And I know we talked about this a little bit when I was on with you guys yesterday. I think. Chris Chris Mack mentioning a change to the starting lineup means he's going to change. I don't think he's going to just... That was my follow-up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, nothing would surprise me as far as what he decides to do. It might be two guys inserted. might be one guy. Maybe he just decides, you know what, we actually have a pretty good punch coming off the bench. Maybe we leave it uh, the way it is. But the last time he teased it, it was the decision to make Fresh Kimball a starter, put Ryan McMahon on the bench. But what I talked about this morning, guys, is that... I think some players might not handle coming off the bench as well. And it's not that they have an ego. It's not that they're, you know, going to pout. But, like, I don't know if Steve Enoch, like, if, if, to get the best Steve and Enoch, I kind of feel like you have to start him. He's already not engaged as much as he should be anyway. I don't know if coming off the bench would really, would really help him. Well, and on the flip side, someone like David Johnson, who's a bit foul prone, might in the game, you know, starting the game get two quick ones. That's a very good point. Instead of coming off the bench, kind of getting a feel for it, kind of getting in the flow, so it could go either way with that. And if you're a basketball player, you you were a high level high school basketball player. I, I related to this. If if you could tag in on a wrestling match in a high school wrestling match, and you could wrestle somebody that's already got two minutes on the mat, and you're fresh, like if you're a, if, if you're coming in in the six minute mark. Where everyone else has got six minutes on the You've floor. You've seen the game. You've seen the game, and they're already a little tired. They're winded, and you're coming in with a little quicker step. I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Ryan McMahon is a great example, and he didn't shoot well in that recent game, but he's really embraced coming off the bench and knowing how he can get his looks by seeing what's out there. Uh, and you know, hopefully others, if they were moved to the bench, they would take that same approach because you're absolutely right. There's some benefit to it. Now, here's a somebody mentioned this on the phone lines earlier on my show, that Dwayne Sutton, as important as he is to this team, who he is as a player is such a typical six-man kind of guy. Maybe mm-hmm. they make a change there. I doubt it because he plays so many minutes. But, again, for what Dwayne Sutton does, it's just it's a perfect six-man for any team. And if you change the lineup, you don't have to stick with that very long. If you want to put your best offensive team out there, say it's David Johnson and Ryan McMahon. If McMahon misses a couple shots, he's a defensive liability, pull him. Yeah, but you might get some quick offense and a fast start. Because you're playing nine guys no matter what, it really doesn't matter who you starts that much. It really matters who plays most minutes. But I was looking at the minute distribution earlier. These guys have been wildly inconsistent all year, individual players, mm-hmm. but they get let off the hook because the odds are there. It's more, more likely than not if two of them play bad, at least two of them won't. Right. But if you think about it, Chris Mack does not know what he's getting night in and night out from like six of the nine guys that play, yep. and that's got to drive you crazy. Sure. It's a good problem to have when you have the depth. Yes. Uh, I feel, though, that the here's where we start to get pressure. When you get to uh, the third or fourth week in February, this is, I mean, 
Denny Crum had pressure's it. on. Yeah, Denny Crum had an insane stat. It's like the thirty years he coached, he had like eleven home losses in February. Like the, they started to rank, they started to ramp up, and they started to gel and get the perfect time. The perfect time. Think about that: eleven home losses in thirty years at Freedom Hall. So you didn't. He didn't lose late in the season. So this is the everything's been gravy. Now it's going to start to go showtime. Now ACC tournament, and then you get that seed. Look, on the back of everyone's mind is you had a pretty good team last year, and you lost to Little Ricky in the first round. That is hanging over your your head at this point. You pressure starting to mount. Haven't won a tournament game in three years, and that's uh, yes. that's that's a drought for a program like yes. Louisville, no yes. doubt. Yeah, tomorrow is a chance for for us to learn about this team, and mm-hmm. rarely do you say that this late in the year, but because. That 10-game stretch, there was only one game that really had a lot of value being the Duke one. I'm anxious just to see how they respond tomorrow because Clemson is not a good team. I'd be a liar if I said they were, but they play much better at home, and now they can smell blood. They just saw Georgia Tech beat Louisville. We saw the Duke game, so they have the ability and the talent to reel off six or seven in a row and win a title. Yeah, that's what keeps me so can they do it? Yeah. What is what is his perfect Valentine's present day for today? For today, for to bring, today would be to bring uh, home to his wife an electric toothbrush, a new toothbrush. I could do that. I would say stop at CVS and grab a box of chocolates been, and a new. Hers toothbrush. has been damaged beyond repair now that I've used it. <laughs> it's, it's been tainted. Get one of those mega boxes I'm of like a hundred. I'll video her reaction and post it on Twitter when I give it to her. Would it be a little over the top to get one of those boxes of a thousand toothbrushes? Would that be a little too? Well, yeah, then I can say clearly I'll never use yours, so I'll keep these around in case I don't have mine. That's right. That would definitely let her know that it hurts your feelings. Exactly. <laughs> You're not hurt, are you really? No. I mean, I'm not. Uh, oh, you still have saying, feelings. That's yeah. great. I'm oh, not wow. angry. I'm just disappointed. He's got the second kid coming. He's not been married long enough. You still have feelings. That'll, oh, that'll feelings are there. They're still, they're still there. Do we have a baby name picked out? Or are you, are you going to make up a name? We talked about this earlier in the week. Parents are making up names yeah. so their kids can stand out on social media. We have a name, but I feel like you guys are going to laugh at it. Um, probably. So I guess I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Grayson Cruz. Yeah, we're done. We're done here. Okay, wait a minute. Mic Your mic's off. Hold You're on done. a second. You're done here. A mixture of Grayson Allen and Tony Cruz. Yeah. Lots, lots of tripping. You should be ashamed of yourself. I knew this was going to happen. I, that's unacceptable. I got to get, I got to get it out of the way. No, no, no. You know eventually. what? Go back and bring something else back. You want me to go back to the, go back to, go the, back to the drawing board. Grayson Cruz coffee. Unless it's a grandpa. Better than, Did I say Grayson? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. My wife's going to kill me. Better than, I meant Mason. Oh, Mason. Oh. Mason's not bad. My, my best friend has a son named Grayson. Maybe that's why I said. Oh, it, and we just know yes. part of your of your friend's kid's name. Yeah, totally, no. totally just body bag his kid. <laughs> we, we have a grand- Mason Cruz hey. Coffee is the name. I don't know why I said Grayson. We have a, we have a grandson named Grayson, so I'm just I'm just kidding. But <laughs> Mason is not Mason's bad. okay. It's a yeah, Packers Mason's Coffee. He'll be called Mace. Packers kicker. Why well, I say Grayson? Unrestricted free agent. Oh, <clears throat> Grayson Johnson, if you're four year old, if you're listening, Tony didn't mean it. I didn't. Back at Grayson Johnson. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.